Welcome to the Next of the Hub, the TV series hub podcast. Join us to explore the entertainment galaxy in this new feature, made with love from fans and for fans. If you like debates, nerd talks, and to be well informed about TV and film, this is the podcast for you. From nerds to nerds. Hello and welcome to Nerks of the Hub. I'm your host, Kelsey, and I'm joined by Hub writer Heaven. Hey, everyone. And our guest, Jeff Terabinen. Many of you will know Jeff from his work as Anders' uh, Dark Matter. Or if you're like Heaven and I and you've heard his voiceover work on Nissan commercials, you may have been compelled to buy a new car, probably without your husband. Um <laughs> So last time in the pod, we had Joseph Malozzi to talk fandom in general. And today, uh, we wanted you on to talk like fan interaction more one-on-one from an actor's perspective. Um, and I think Heaven was going to kick us off. Sure. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. So we were actually talking about in our group recently how one of the characters from Star Wars got so much flack from having a negative character that she removed herself from some social media 100%. And we just found that completely crazy that uh, fans cannot differentiate between a character and the human that plays the character. And I was just wondering, since you've had dynamic characters who've been um, not, we don't know if they're good or not always, have you had any of that backlash from fans before? I've been really fortunate. Um, I mean, certain vehicles out there like Star Wars and that I think you get some pretty hardcore fan opinions there um, with Dark Matter and stuff like that I don't know people would say stuff on the internet but it was always sort of like tongue in cheek I don't think anybody was really saying you know I hate you because you gave them up or something like that in fact all my interactions with the fans pretty well or anybody for that matter with it has been amazing positive uh, I, I probably do quite a bit of it just because I enjoy it It's uh, I get a buzz off it because it's been so positive yeah, I would assume. I mean, I thought maybe it was just because you seem like such a chill character. Every interview we've seen you do, you seem to be pretty laid back. So I wasn't sure if it was something with a person just having the ability to deal with people or not. But I guess if you haven't had to deal with it, maybe you haven't had the same perspective as that poor girl did. Yeah, I mean, I know um, some actors out there that have had some, I don't know, like, Backlash wouldn't be it, but just some some pretty hardcore crazy people, mm. you know, on them, like showing up at their events and things. And that'd be kind of weird. I haven't had that so far. Um, my personal interactions when I've been at Comic-Cons and stuff like that has been amazing. I, to this day, I'm kind of taken aback by it because I've never really felt that, you know, the stuff I've done has warranted the attention it got sometimes. So I, I just take it as this is amazing and glad to meet you. I have to disagree with that comment completely, and I'm actually thoroughly interested to know if you're going to be at Comic-Con next year, because I'll be at San Diego Comic-Con next year. Oh, well, that's a that's a special one, yeah. I mean, I would love to do that one. Um, I have some other ones coming up, but uh, oh. not that one yet. Well, I'm sure other people in other areas would love to know where they can find you. What cons do you have coming up? Well, the only one I can announce right now is Star Fury, and that's in uh, London, England. That's coming up in October this year, so I'm pretty, pretty pumped about that one. Darn, I'll just miss you. I'll be in there in September, but gosh, that's going to be fun. London's an amazing place. Well, it's probably my favorite city, so I mean, just the fact that I'm going to be there. Plus, I get to be the cool guy with the accent for a change. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> instead of the other way around. <laughs> yeah, I hang around with one of my best mates is an Australian guy on that. And it's just funny because everybody's like, oh, your accent's so cool. No matter where we go, people are always listening to him speak. So I don't yeah, really, really care that much. So I can relate to that completely. Yeah. <laughs> Although, let's be real. I mean, with your voice work and stuff, you've kind of got the voice thing down. I mean, like I was referencing in the introduction, your Nissan commercial, we were all kind of like, you had sort of the hub ladies all a bit <clears throat> Twitter painted. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty good. How do you, like, how do you practice? I mean, do you have a name for that particular voice that's that, like, I, I don't know. Husky kind of. Yeah. Like, do you, do, are you like, this is my nickname voice or whatever you have? <laughs> No, now you're making me think that I should spend some time if I get some to to do this. So I have uh, an arsenal of voices there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. I just, um, with commercials and stuff like that and most things, they give you a speck of kind of what they're looking for. So um, in that one, they it was really weird. We started recording in the morning and they wanted a sort of a trailer read, like, you know, the old school trailers. And then hours later, they were like, no, we don't want that. We want someone normal and different. And I was all over the map. And in the end, they just went with the first take. So. <laughs> well, Murphy's Law, right? Yeah, I mean, it happens sometimes. I joke, though, the, the last big voice gig I did recently, I was out after seven takes. Like, they were just, like, one line. One line, seven takes, 15 minutes out of the door. So you never know what you're going to get. Wow, that's so interesting. Do you have any plans to do, I mean, I don't know how voice work, you know, you've done the video games and the commercials and stuff. How does that translate into doing audiobooks? Um, yeah, I mean, you could technically, uh, I almost did one last year, but I don't want to say never do it, but there's some decent money in commercials and, uh, you can kind of fire in there in 15 minutes or a day or whereas with audiobooks, they can go on for a week or more kind of thing. Long, long sessions. Uh, look how much stuff there is in a book to read. Right. And I just thought, you know, I'd rather keep those days open for other work than, but hey, if I uh, if I'm ever needing money, there's another avenue, I suppose. <laughs> how it can be pretty it? dry. Did, I mean, how did you even get into voice work in the first place? It sounds like, if I'm reading your info right, that acting is your main avenue. Um, but does voice acting come like through that, or how did that work out for you? Well, I. I wanted to do it all along. I, I grew up mimicking the people I heard on the radio and TV and that sort of thing. And I was always noticing people's voices, even as a young kid. But yeah, when, when I started doing the acting, people would say, you know, like, hey, you've got a cool voice or something like that. You should look into it. And gradually over time, I started meeting the right people, steered me in the right direction. And uh, yeah, they, I got a demo tape together and, and that sort of thing and started shopping it around. And I think... My first gig was for a, a U.S. telecom company, and I landed it. And, it, like, we were blown away. It was like, wow, this is easy. And then I think I landed the next thing I went out for, and I realized I needed a proper agent. And I shopped around for one of those, and she changed my life. I owe her so much for doing that, um, taking a chance on me. And thankfully, like, very thankfully, since then, I've been working in voice. So, so I'm very fortunate because it's a very cliquey business. Uh, a lot of the same people do work. You hear a lot of the same people and that sort of thing. So, Yeah, I mean, a lot of the voices are very recognizable. I mean, you definitely um, – I, I can see how that would be – it would feel very cliquey because you do hear, I mean, as a consumer, the same sort of voices over and over again. Um, yeah, it, it's it's tough to break in because, you know, 
once you get in this and people find out, it's like so many people approach me on a monthly basis. You know, they've got a cousin or a daughter or someone they know who's got a great voice. And how do you do it? And uh, yeah, I, I, I tr don't try to be pessimistic, but I try to let them know it's, it's a tough one. And, you know, here's what I would do and do that. I've actually I'm messed really myself hard. up. Because uh, what I did was I there was two guys that I really thought a lot of. They're good guys, great actors, and their voices are unbelievable. And both those guys ended up replacing me on gigs. So I shut my mouth up for anybody who sounds like me. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely fair. So do you ever... I don't know. I guess we always think of fan interaction as, you know, they see you because they've seen you on TV and come up to you and ask for pictures or whatever. But being a voice actor, I mean, doing some, you know, big video games and stuff. Do you ever get, you know, fans who like hear you talk and are like, oh, my God, I know your voice or, you know, is it <laughs> is it less of that, you know, from yeah, those kind of gigs? with voice, I don't think you're going to get that as much. I mean. You know, I was at a bar on the weekend. Uh, I was up with the Canadian Grand Prix, the Formula One race. And you don't know when he knows who you are. But then all of a sudden, one of my friends says, hey, look, at that's the commercial. That's Jeff. And then everybody freaks out. But, you know, but it's like they're, they're not going to notice it when you're, you know, you're paying for something like that. So it's a little different that way. It's nice because, I mean, if you if you don't want to be recognized, then you can make a, a fine living and do your thing that way. But, uh, you know, and for me, it's just it's another avenue of my career and. Yeah, I, with the video game work, I don't know. I, I've been saying lately with Far Cry 5, uh, you can't go a few hundred feet without running into somebody I played in that. So, But still, I have so many people that don't even, don't even know that I'm involved with it. So, mm. you know, it's, again, it's not like real when people see you on television especially. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. So about Far Cry 5, as a gamer, how weird is it to, like, essentially, like, kill yourself? <laughs> Yes, it's hilarious. Um, I remember back in, geez, I think it was 2008, I'd done a couple small things before that, and then I got a good role in Far Cry 2. Um, I think I played like the only American in it, and it was based in, in, in Africa. And I was so pumped. I was actually in London in England at the time for something, and it was posters everywhere about it and that. And I remember thinking, I'm part of something that's big like it's all over the world and uh then you actually start playing and it's amazing because you, you know you do kill yourself <laughs> light yourself on fire and I, I just did that the other night with with far cry 5 um i if you have people out there that are listening that know far cry 5 a lot of the uh the baptisms that are going on around in the water that's me doing it and uh i had a great firefight with myself lit myself on fire and <laughs> Yeah, honestly, that's some of the hardest <laughs> stuff I've ever done because when we were doing the voice for those things, uh, they would say, okay, we need you to be lit on fire for three seconds and then do it again for five seconds and do it again for eight seconds. And they wanted it so loud and so hard that you know, you were killing your voice um, almost every session to the point where I was actually getting worried that not just me actually, but a lot of the actors were really starting to get freaked out. So they set us up with a great guy out of the University of Ohio, I think it is, um, who teaches metal singers and death metal singers how to scream all night and not lose their voice. So we started doing some, uh, some lessons with that guy. Cause you know, it's, it's my instrument. And, uh, as much as I want to do those sessions, you start thinking to yourself, what if this is a line it doesn't come back from? Yeah, that would be hard. So is it, I mean, do you have specific like 
this is my on fire cry and this is my like someone's hitting me with a baseball bat cry or is it just like yeah there's there's different sort of things yeah you really it's again it's just acting because you really had to put yourself and try to get a feel for what it would sound like you know when you're just getting a thump of a baseball bat in the head that's different than you know a shot to the chest or uh or you know being lit on fire by a blowtorch it's uh it's just, I don't know. It's weird, but I mean, I don't want to give uh, people out there the impression too, because a lot of people think um, video games is yelling, screaming and, and dying. But nowadays there's hundreds of pages of scripts um, where you're, you're going on forever. Like different, like say the, the preacher characters, you know, full sermons, that sort of thing. And the other thing is, is uh, I also play one of the, the other main characters on there doing the mocap. And that was amazing. That was my first time doing it. So I was over the moon to be able to do that, which is essentially your acting. You just, you know, it's in a strange environment to do it. There's no props, so to speak, in that. So you got like the full suit with all the little like. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's honestly it's such a such a trip to go in there every day and, and do that kind of thing. And Ubisoft is just one of many publishers I've worked with, I guess, but they're just such a great great place to go into. Uh, really, you know, great environment to work in. Very positive place. Like you're always pinching yourself saying, man, I can't believe I get to do this. Well, that says a lot that they would hire. I mean, that you show concern about your voice and then they go and hire somebody to help you do that. That says a lot about a company and how much they care about the people they're working with. Yeah, they've, they've been extraordinary. There's a funny thing. I, I When I first started doing, because uh, one of the characters I play is Walker, he's, when I was doing the mocap. And I didn't know I was going to be doing the voice for a lot of the cultists and that as well. So I wrote them this big letter on, an, on a legal sheet, handwritten, thanking them and telling them how great they were. Basically being a kiss ass. But no, I was actually, I meant it. <laughs> and then I got invited back like the next week. And if they had put it up at the front, like right where everybody walks in and out. And I was kind of embarrassed, but they said, no, no, we really appreciate it. It's like, okay, thanks. But then every time I came back, it was there. And apparently one day it wasn't like after months. And apparently what happened was the president uh, saw it and had it tour around the offices. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> that's that's very cool. The ultimate kiss ass. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You'd never think that part of you would be so famous. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> So uh, going back to a little bit of the fan interaction and stuff, playing Anders on Dark Matter, you know, we definitely um, have a different response to him. Season one, season two, season three. Did you feel like you got, uh, did the interaction online change a lot for, for you from, you know, through the seasons? Was there like some, oh my gosh, you betrayer to like, oh, he's such a good friend. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, for sure. That Because, I mean, the way the character evolved. And, I mean, you know, I don't hate to bring up the tragedy of what happened, but it's just such a shame because my understanding from Joe and that was that he was going to be a major part of the next season and you'd see a lot more of development with him, you know, so, and probably in a positive light from what I saw, too. So, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. We but, are yeah, but, as well. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, I think one of the weird things I noticed right out of the gate was, um, for me, I would, again, I thought it was great that people wanted to interact with me. So I didn't have much problem doing it. I know some guys hate doing it. Um, you know, it's just, they're not their thing, but you know, again, the fact that someone in Idaho or something like that even knows who I am and is interested in asking me a question, well, well why wouldn't I spend two seconds just to answer it? It's, uh, 
to me, it's a no brainer. I got these group of people from Australia and stuff that we interact all the time. And, you know, they asked me a simple question. Why, why wouldn't I take two seconds? They're nice enough to even care in the first place. You know? Well, that's going to be something that sets you apart from other actors. I'm quite sure of it. That's, it makes a big difference to the fans when you feel that way and you take those two seconds of time to respond and interact. It really means a lot to the fans. Yeah, and I, and I get busy sometimes. Like the last while, there's been a lot going on, so I haven't been able to interact like I used to or want to. And maybe down the road when things get less crazy, but um, I try. It's because again, it's uh, I don't take it for granted. I'm, I feel very fortunate that you know, like I said, from my, from my perspective, the little that I've done doesn't warrant all the, <laughs> the amazing treatment I get. So I uh, I'm thankful for it. Very thankful. I think that definitely comes across. You know, and, and like Kevin said, it, it makes f- fans feel more loyal to actors, you know, and want to support their careers. A- actors that they feel like haven't forgotten maybe what it is to be a fan as well. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. That's very true. Because I am a fan of so many things. So, yeah, I, I totally know what you're saying there. So we, um, do you have any particular actors that you sort of, well, I guess it wouldn't be fangirl over, but the equivalent for you? Um, Well, there'd be a lot, and I'm not even sure where to begin, Um, but, I mean, there's certain people out there, like I was just talking to my buddy, the Australian guy, and he ran into Sean Connery when he was down in in Bahamas, and there's a a living legend, you know what I mean? So that's that's somebody who would be kind of step back and say, wow, that's like, you know, even way far outside of acting and entertainment, he's someone that's so well known. Um, I've worked with actors that I really admire, so it's kind of cool. You know, like I did, I did a movie a while back with Brooke Shields and, uh, that was pretty trippy. I mean, at first I was, wow, Brooke Shields. And then I said, okay, we're professionals. And then I met her and she was so nice. We got along so well, but I got to admit, there was a scene where we're standing on the, on the court steps and we're yelling at each other. Well, she's more yelling at me and, uh, she's looking at my eyes and I thought, holy smokes, <laughs> this is Brooke Shields. <laughs> Like, it was just weird. I had to kind of give myself a kick and get back into it. Do your job. But it was just, <laughs> it was just so strange. You know, as a kid, I had such a crush on her. So, yeah. Was, yeah. You but, know, I tried to find that movie and couldn't find it anywhere. This is the pain I have from not having cable at my house. Well, that'll do it. <laughs> I want to watch it, that movie so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good movie, actually. I mean, for the type of movie it is, uh, I don't know if it's for, like, say, sci-fi fans or somewhere are going to be all over it, but I, I'm proud of it, and they did a great job with it. And there's a lot of good people. Well, Kate's in it, too. Um, oh, God, I'm going to lose my mind now. It'll come to me in a second, but she was uh, she was also on Dark Matter and uh, you know, a whole bunch of other shows. Uh, Winona Earp. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come to me. I'm, I'm oh, losing my mind. Winona Earp is so good, too. Yeah, I was hoping to get on there, but yeah, you never know. Well, I know you've uh, you've talked uh, a little bit on Twitter about having some auditions. Um, I, I'm not going to pry. I know you can't tell us anything. Um, yeah. Is there anything out there that you're like, because, you know, you hear, like, I want to be in Marvel because that's like the big thing, you know, but are you, you know, are you hoping to stay sort of genre like sci-fi genre or are you just sort of open to anything? Is there um, something you're particularly shooting for? Well, I mean, there's been a lot of things that happened in the last while. One of them is I got my U.S. visa so I can work down there. 
And uh, that means I can also cast out of there. So we just started doing that. In fact, actually, when I'm when I'm done talking here, I'm going to be up till probably three in the morning self-taping for another big thing out of L.A. But um, there's a lot more opportunities, I guess, for some really quality shows and movies. And I'm I don't have to go in any genre. Um, I, I would be happy. Did I say genre? <laughs> I would be happy. Uh, anything that's well produced and, and well written that sort of thing um i love doing sci-fi and that's kind of the stuff that i watch a lot but uh you know anything, anything with a quality quality production would be great to be part of you know i watch shows like uh, say billions um you know game of thrones uh of there's a show out of australia right now i'm watching called glitch i absolutely love it and just again this amazing writing and actors and it would be such a treat to even get a little small part in one of those things I think that um, it seems like more Australian uh, TV is coming, is, is being introduced to the United States. We uh, miss out on a lot, and it seems like there's, through Netflix and Hulu and whatnot, they're bringing more, which I think there's a lot there that we, we don't know about in particular. Well, it seems, it seems that actually there's a lot from all over the world because I'm getting recommendations from places like Norway and everything. And, uh, these guys can't rave enough about these productions. So it just goes to show you that there's just so much quality talent in television. Uh, we're in such a great time. There's so much choice. You can't get to it all. Uh, I, I'm constantly being blown away by how well these things are, are shot and, and acted and that sort of thing. That reminds me actually, there's a, uh, one of the shows that I had a recurring character on, uh, it's coming up on it's June 15th, tw- uh, 12 Monkeys. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's an amazing show, right? And but amazing. I, I, I hate to say it, though, but I, I'm not in this season. So uh, oh. my character did not did not uh, come back. So, But having said that, though, I love Terry and the guys. They were amazing. And uh, from what I've seen, it looks incredible. That's a, there's a show that really stepped its game up. Um, cause the first season I enjoyed it, but it got really good as it got, as it kept going like a steamroller now. <laughs> so. I have to agree with you. I was pleasant. I, at the end of the first season, I was like, where are they going to go from here? And in the second season, I was like, Oh, they went there and that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, time travel, that kind of thing anyways, is so fascinating to me. Um, I'm, I'm a huge history nut. So, you know, anything to do with the past, uh, I just love, so, you know, you get to play with this and imagine what it'd be like to, to actually go back and do things like that. It's just really cool. And again, you've got this incredible group of people to work with. Um, you know, some of my favorite actors, Alison Down on that show is just unbelievable actor. She's probably one of the best actors I know. You know and I get to work with Jay Carnes and stuff like that, which again, he turned out to be one of the coolest guys I've ever met. So well, that's that looked like a fun show. Yeah. Well, we had so much fun too, again, cause Jay, um, Jay is again a like professor level history guy on certain topics and and I didn't really know that much about him when we first met so I wasn't nervous if I hadn't known more I probably actually would have been nervous uh, but we just hit it off right away so when we weren't actually shooting we were hanging out talking so it was just such a pleasure every time we got to work together that's great so from that I don't know if you had seen on Twitter there was going around recently um People coming like if if they followed you on Twitter, would you basically stop tweeting because you'd be afraid to like say something wrong? And I thought it was interesting some of the responses from I mean like people that we assume are sort of at the top of the pyramid, you know that even like I mean Joss Whedon who was like J.K. Rowling, if she followed me, I'd be like terrified to ever tweet anything again because she you know might 
tick her off. And I was amazed by that. So do you have, you know, somebody that you're like, I can't, you know, if I found out like I was offered a job with them, I'd be like, I don't know if I can take it because I'd be too nervous, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've got some pretty, I got to admit, I see it's freaky. Some of the people that follow me on Twitter, uh, when I actually look at the list and I see these names, I'm pretty blown away. Like there's some high rollers in production and stuff like that. Not like we're hanging out or anything like that. They just follow me for whatever reason. So I have thought about that at times where it's like, don't say that or don't talk about drinking. And I don't know. <laughs> so, but you know, but I, I try to be professional anyways on, on, online because God knows that stuff can come back and bite you eventually one of these days. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't really spend a lot of time uh, worrying about it. I mean, one of the coolest things I ever for Twitter for me was uh, my a fan in Australia named Kathy. She, uh, she had told me that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was in the studio making a new connections and I got, sorry, not connections. Uh, you have to bear with me. I've been learning lines all day and my brain is, is pretty much fried, but um, uh, the new cosmos. And I love that show so much. And I wrote her back and I said, my daughter literally just did a, uh, uh, like a school project on Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's like a hero of mine and she loves him as well. And you know, she said, oh, that's great. And I sent a picture. And the next thing I know, Neil deGrasse Tyson tweets me, uh, Ava, future scientist. Oh. Now, I freaked because, <laughs> again, that guy is like, to me, he's not just like a hero. He's he's someone who's going to be around long after he's gone. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. he's done so many things and barriers and everything else. So, yeah. And then it kind of made me, again, realize the power of Twitter, how cool it is and, and how, you know, you do got to watch what you say because who knows what's out there. So just the fact that he acknowledged that though. I mean, I, I went and I blew the, uh, the tweet up and framed it above her desk. So when she does her homework and stuff like that, she can see it. Uh, that's dad cute. Win. Yeah. That's a serious dad win. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely felt that way about, um, getting likes and, you know, comments back from people before. And I imagine as a young one, that would be even more so social media is such a ingrained part of our culture right now that as a little one, I would think they'd freak out even more than I would. Yeah. I don't know. She, she thought it was cool. I was the one who was literally doing handstands. I couldn't believe it. Uh, oh, so I guess I have it opposite. This is what yeah. happens when you don't have kids. No, yeah, I was going to say no. Cause like, I mean, my daughter, I have a seven year old and she'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. You know, now in 10 years, your daughter will probably be like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, I know. That, that's exactly what I was thinking because I said so she, she was, thought it was a cool, the guy on TV liked the thing, but yeah. I don't know, one, one of these days, I think she'll realize how yeah. cool it was. She's starting to get more, I don't know, in tune with all that kind of thing because it wasn't that long ago. I remember we were down at Disney World. We were staying at a resort there. And one of these movies I was on came on TV. And again, to me, it was just cool because, you know, we're in Orlando and there's me on TV. And I remember my daughter's reaction was, so? <laughs> so. <laughs> She was like, just didn't get it. You know, she's yeah. what, probably, I guess, seven or six years old at the time. So, mm-hmm. but now she's actually interested in doing acting and things like that. So, yeah, it's a little different. So, you have you had any um, fans come up to you when you're with your family? Because for me, that feels like a very like red line, 
you know, with an actors, with a family, like you should not approach them. But I know that it does happen. Have you? Yeah, I'm sure. I, I would say for bigger actors, it's going to happen. For me, I've been recognized, you know, like not that many times, to be honest with you. At Toronto, especially, like they don't care. Uh, they're so used to seeing actors everywhere. It's like a, it's like Hollywood in a way. Um, I know certain areas, if I go down to them, whoever's shooting a movie will probably be on the street at some point that day. So just because that's where they're staying. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I have, uh, I have been out and people have recognized me in that. I mean, you know, again, it was like, oh, I can't believe this person knows who I am. This is so cool. So it doesn't bother me with my daughter. Maybe it might, I might be a little more guarded. Um, cause obviously family, you don't know who these people are. I will say this, I won't get into details, but I have had some pretty strange things sent to me. Um, really? like, and you sort of step back and think, oh, maybe I won't tweet anything about my family or anything again because this is so weird. But then I try not to let it get you freaked out. But again, anybody's going to get this. And God knows females get it. They get some awful stuff sent to them at times. So, How do people know where to send you something if they wanted to? I mean, I assume it doesn't just show up at your house or I would hope not. Well, that's the thing. Like back in the day, someone would, you know, follow me on Twitter, say stuff for us, and then I would maybe follow them back, and then, then they can email you. I guess it is, and or Instagram. It's easy; they just send it to you. And I've had some interesting videos and stuff sent to me. So wow. Now I understand your comments about how ladies get lots of things. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I never understood why guys want to do half the things they do like that. But, um, you know, you take, an, take a, a lady who's on TV a lot and then all these people come out of the woodworks and do that kind of thing. So, But, yeah, the guys get it too occasionally, and I've had some good ones. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Um, I would love to. Yeah. extrapolate more from that, but I'm going to um, let Kelsey move on to the next one. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, sort of from that, but not about that. Um, you know, people are big into fan fiction, um, writing a lot of pairings that they like that they don't see on TV. So mm-hmm. I was wondering if you have had um, any where Anders has been featured that you have had you know, that you've seen or heard of and, and been like, well, that's interesting or like, whoa, no, that's crazy. Yeah, well, there's been a, quite a few things, actually. Um, one comes to mind, uh, I guess you could say it was a fan at one point. I think of her as a friend, Nick, but uh, Jan Cersus, uh, she goes by on Twitter. She's done some really cool things with, with fan fiction, like with uh, a mixture of uh, drawings and, and uh, Photoshop work and that and put out these whole sort of comic books and that was really cool. And one thing is I just, again, I wish it could come true because, you know, I love playing Anders and I keep hoping that, you know, one of these days they'll, they'll be able to sort something out. We can do like a mini series or something like that, but I yeah, second. It, it, it's an honor. It yeah. really was an honor to see that kind of stuff. That's cool. It'd be nice to get a, um, like a movie, a wrap up movie like they did for Firefly with the Serenity. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be so hard because, I mean, Melissa just uh, landed the uh, the rookie on ABC coming up. Right. So I know she's doing that. I think Anthony's involved in something. I don't know. Seems like he's doing something anyways. And, yeah, I mean, Roger, I don't think he sleeps. He just works. So <laughs> He yeah, does pop up a lot. Honestly. <laughs> I think there's a contract that says Roger has to appear and everything. <laughs> Well, he cool. owns TV. He owns TV. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I know, like, that um, 
we talked to yeah Joseph Malozzi, and it, it was hard talking to him about it just because he obviously has cared about this show for so long. Um, you know, had hopes for where it would go, and that he's been putting out the uh, I don't know what do you call it, heaven where he he's um, tweeting out what was going to happen in the next season. His blog. Uh, yeah, well, he's oh, blogging, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, and, and it's been really interesting, but also sort of hard as a fan. Cause you're like, I want to know, but I kind of want you to save it because I can pretend that it will actually happen. Yeah, I know when he when he did it uh, recently. I don't know if he's done more since, but when he did it, like like you said, I thought it was cool. But at the same point, it was kind of like this death knell that said, "Well, I guess that's not happening." Yeah. <laughs> you know, because in the back of your mind, you're just. You're hoping and hoping and hoping that, and again, this is the thing with me is that Anders was uh, was a really big breakthrough role for me. Um, you know, I've been tooling around doing little things here and there, but that was my first really good recurring character. Um, I'd done a few before, but just that one resonated more with a lot of people, I think. And it was like my baby. I, I was so proud to be part of it, and it opened a lot of doors and gave me, you know, I guess, more, I don't know what the word is, self-confidence going out for other things. So, yeah, I, I, it, it's not just like the role went away. Like a lot of actors like, oh, well, I'll get another one. To me, it was like, no, this is, this is terrible. But I can't imagine Joe, you know what I mean? Because that really was his baby. So, and I mean, look what he put into it. Not just the actual show, but he was – He's probably the most fan-friendly guy I've ever seen. Like, he's... I don't... Again, I don't know when he sleeps as well. No. He's... Yeah. And and that was why we had him on, uh, you know, to talk fandom. Because it was like, you are, like, Mr. Fandom. Like, you... <laughs> you know what, though? He's also a really freaking nice guy. Like, really good guy. And... I've been lucky to work on some good sets, but I mean, he's wrote about it too. There's a lot of sets and places out there where, you know, the executive producers, they sort of stay at this bank of, uh, of TV monitors. And even most of the actors don't go back there. You know, it's, you kind of do your thing and they might approach you and say, you know, good job. And then off they go. Very hands-on friendly, you know, wanted to know who you were, what kind of stuff, talk to you. So it made, it made uh, the experience of going on there without knowing anybody such a better experience than a lot of sets where you go down you you really don't know where you stay on the pecking order and just do your job and leave so yeah there I go again but nothing no no I had so much hope for it too especially with the expanse getting picked up I felt like dark matter was sort of in that realm of awesomeness and had a good chance but like you said those posts felt like a death nail so you know I'm sure Joe knows more than the rest of us know yeah. about what's going on so well, I think it's a big tangle probably of who owns the rights to whatever that kind of thing because it was it was an extremely popular show in so many markets so it's uh, yeah hard to say hard to see what happens I'm really happy for The Expanse I, I know a lot of good people on that show as well and it's a great show love it yeah they're, they're Expanse and Dark Matter are up there on the level together for me personally. Of course, I don't know about everybody, but it just seemed like I was I was pretty shocked to see it didn't carry on, to be quite honest with you. So I'm sure there will be another project that will be, or if there isn't already, that will be awesome for all of y'all in the future. But, you know, it's hard to think about that when you just want what you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, you've already worked with a bunch of awesome people that you've liked so far but is there anybody in particular you're you want to you want to work with that anything specific or you're just kind of open to you know what comes your way 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of open. Uh, again, there, I mean, there's lots of great people I would love the chance to uh, to work with, but I, I have worked with some pretty high-hitting producers and directors and stuff, and, you know, if, if I get a chance to do more of it, I'll be happy. Just like I said, it's more quality thing. Um, you know, and, and today's nobody can be tomorrow's superstar. So I'll, I, I'm good with anybody. I just, like I said, want to work with good quality material. I was lucky uh, earlier this year because I, I shot a movie. Um, again, I, they're so weird. I don't know what I can say about half these things. Um, they, they make you sign NDAs and all this kind of stuff. But I'll put it this way. I, I think I can say I, I worked with Chris Columbus on something. And what a trip that was. Um he was actually the executive producer on it, and uh, but he was so easygoing uh, to like, open to ideas and stuff. I knew right out of the gate from rehearsals that this was going to be a fun thing to do. And again, because he's such a legend, like he's responsible for so many, I don't know, iconic pictures and that sort of thing. And uh, lots of funny ones too. Yeah, that's the thing, right? And I really didn't know. You know what to expect. You know, I, again, you you wonder like, you know, how do you, how do you react on this film? And he was so down to earth. Uh, I was just completely floored. So it was really nice. It was like Joe said again. You know, like the, it was like life's too short kind of thing, and you, you don't want to work with you know people who uh, got their heads in the clouds that sort of thing. And I know they're out there, but thankfully, most of my experience has been really good. So I gotta tell you, I think it has to be a like attracting like thing because you're definitely chill humble guy and we really appreciate you coming to talk to us but i have to let you know because it seems as though you don't appreciate it that you are one of those really nice guys too and <laughs> i'm sure there's a reason those guys like working with you <laughs> I, I get it. i don't know I, I just do my thing i don't know i mean uh, i i'm just I, I my model's always been you know just treat people well and you know do your thing so yeah, I, 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 that's one thing I did notice though. Like a lot of the the show owners and stuff that I have worked, they they like I was saying earlier, they follow me on Twitter and stuff, and I'm always blown away by that because you know I, I, you always think of them as these super important dudes that you know <laughs> sort of at a different level or whatever like that. So right, it's nice when they do interact back. Or if, you know, when I was in LA uh, last month, I went out there for a couple of weeks, and and it, I was amazed at all these guys that returned my phone calls. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to meet. Kidding me. I didn't actually expect you to say yes. Now I don't know what to do. But it was, it was, uh, it was just funny. <laughs> well, that's... I only planned the first question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's great. And, and like Kevin said, I think it you know, it has a lot to do with, with who you are as well as your talent. I mean, it's the same way, I think, with the way that fans will want to support an actor who, you know, is interactive, who's humble, um, you know, and they're like, well, I, the show that I kind of like now, I really like, and I want to support it because of who the actors are. And I'm sure that your reputation as being someone who's easy to work with and, you know, and, and talented and, and humble and that gets around. And then I'm sure, you know, it goes, it's a, it goes all the ways. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, uh, I mean, there's so many variables though why why you get cast and stuff like that, and that that's what I'm excited about the, the opportunity to cast in LA as well now. Because in Toronto, say for example, when I say a big movie or show comes here, a lot of the good parts have already been cast um, in LA, and and then you know we sometimes will have great roles, or else you know it might be the, the dishwasher that stands and says something quickly to the lead character. You know, there's a whole gamut of things, and. So, I mean, yeah, reputation can help you maybe get a chance at some of those roles, but hopefully, you know, like uh, I'll 
get the car with a reputation down there where they'll say, Oh yeah, I like that guy in this thing and he's a good guy. Let's, let's give him a shot at whatever, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a constantly a building process. You never really know where you're sitting and I, know, I just keep my head down and do the best I can. Is it really tough for a Canadian actor such as yourself to break through to the Hollywood acting scene? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right now too. That's, it's difficult, but you know, again, I can only do what I can do. So, um, I just keep, you know, trying to improve my acting, you know, by coaching and stuff like that and trying to find good people to work with in terms of management and, and that sort of thing. And they'll look after the, the problem areas, I guess, the best we can. But, it, you know, it is tough. Uh, you don't have access, like I said, to a lot of the stuff, say, being cast from Toronto. Like, there is some good stuff for sure here, but there's also, like, you know, when a big show comes and starts shooting in town, usually the main cast has already been done. Like they're already, mm. they're already done of LA and that sort of thing. The best you can kind of hope for usually is a recurring character. And I believe with Anders, um, they told me it was recurring initially. They, they, but it was only in two episodes that we knew about. So that thing seemed to grow a lot more, um, than I ever anticipated. Well, actually, no, it, it blew up. <laughs> I would say more than I, I anticipated. <laughs> And 12 Monkeys, too, that was a cool thing. Um, I wasn't supposed to come back when I did. But again, um, I think uh, Terry realized that the, there was a good chemistry with uh, with uh, Jay and I, and people seemed to like the characters and that. So, so dreams can come true, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think... Well, I'm, I mean, I'm really sad to not see you in it in the third season, but I'm glad we get to see you when we did, because it's been... And that's, that is a great show, and you wouldn't be really fun to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish. I wish. <laughs> maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll do something in the future as well. I, I, I thought it would be so funny if uh, if Jay and I could have done some sort of web thing to, in conjunction with it. Because it's just some, such a treat to work with. Yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be really funny. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me. I'm like, oh, daydreaming right. about how great that would have been. But, uh... <laughs> Are there any? Got to pitch it to Terry to get it out to the network. Yeah. So, are, are there anything you can tell us about projects you're working on, or is everything super hush hush right now? Well, there was the one movie. I've done a bunch of video games and another film as well. Um, and I've been literally number two on so many things recently that you feel like jumping off a skyscraper at some point. But it's good to know that I was that close for some seriously good roles and. Yeah, that's the business. I just keep my head down and start again. <laughs> that's what I'm doing tonight. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I had one self tape this morning for a, a great little TV show, um, and then I'm doing this. I'll be uh, recording this one tonight, uh, probably till very late, because uh, I really want to get this role. It's for another TV show that shoots out west. So, and uh, yeah, that's the fun part of businesses. You never know, and, and it's also the scary part of the businesses. You never know. Yeah. Well, we wish you all the luck, and um, and we really appreciate you coming on and, and everything. And I really appreciate you uh, having me. Hopefully, uh, your viewers are not asleep. And if they are, then we know a good way to help people who can't sleep. <laughs> you don't need to not yeah. be humble, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that it was fabulous. We appreciate it. And, and you know, we... Uh, Again, it, it says a lot for you that, that you agreed to come on to this brand new, you know, podcast as we're still figuring things out. And, and we really appreciate that so much. And we will definitely be watching your career and uh, can't wait for the next thing to come out. 
Awesome. Well, listen, we'll, we'll keep in touch, and I'm wishing you the best of luck. All right. Thank you. You too. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. You just listened to the podcast Nerds of the Hub, produced, recorded, and edited by the TV Series Hub team. If you want to read TV and film-related articles, reviews, and more, go to www.tvserieshub.tv. Also, follow us on Twitter and check our Facebook page, both at TV Series Hub. Send us a message. Nerd proudly.